We're glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. Now, I want us to go to John's Gospel. We're talking about being citizens of another world. We, as Christians, are citizens of another world. And in John, the third chapter, begin with verse 1, There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. No man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily I say unto you, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Now, the word see here does not mean see it with the literal eye. It means perception. You'll not be able to perceive the kingdom of God except you be born again. And, you know, Nicodemus said, how can a man, when he's old, enter again the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, said, verily I say unto you, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of spirit is spirit. Now, you might say, how in the world can I and them and thou and me and all this be mingled together? See, when we start talking about buckets, put one bucket in another and another and in that one, we can put two buckets in one and have three buckets together. But you can't put three buckets all in each other all at the same time. It just can't be done. But now, if you've got three buckets of water, you can pour all three buckets of water in one bucket. It's going to be hard to tell which bucket the water came out of, isn't it? I mean, it all gets mingled together. I believe this is what God is saying that he's prepared an abode for us, and it's in Christ, and God sees us as being one with him, one with God, one with the Father, even though we may not act righteous, talk righteous at times, or live just exactly right. See, they couldn't under the law. They couldn't anybody keep the law, but Jesus, he's the only man that could. But you see, under the new covenant, we're under days of grace. And when we miss it, grace covers it. And that's not a license to sin either. But thank God it's a license to get rid of condemnation. Because, brother, when you get put all together with God and Jesus and the Holy Ghost, you can't tell where God quits and you start or you start and God quits. As far as God's concerned, I'm talking about God's observation of you. He sees you the way the Word says you are. See, we look at people as our opinion. God looks on the heart. Now, how in the world can this all mingle together? That which is born of spirit is spirit. That which is born of flesh is flesh. Now, we can discern between the flesh, and we can know that in the natural things, you just can't get me and Bill and Bill and me, and it just, it just can't be done naturally. But when you're talking about spirit, the spirit's what's born again. And we become new creatures. We get the nature of God in us. And God has poured His likeness into us. And we were all melted together. And this is the abode that Jesus said, I go and prepare a place for you. That was impossible under the old covenant. Because Jesus had to carry His blood and sprinkle the mercy seat with His blood and, and cleanse the utensils of heaven for a better covenant. And bring us to the point where that sin would not be held against us. See, the sinner goes to hell 
person that goes to hell today in this life doesn't go because of his sins. He goes because he rejected Jesus. He rejected the way out. He rejected grace. It's not sin that sends people to hell. If it did, we'd all go. But it's a rejection of Christ. He became sin for us. Well, I don't want to get ahead of myself. But you see, that which is born of flesh is flesh. That which is born of spirit is spirit. So spirits can be mingled together and all become one. And that's what he's saying. I've prepared an abode for you. And because of the rebirth, I've prepared a way that you can become one with God and God one with you. Now, I know that you get criticized any time you go to talking about this because there's people that say, well, you're just trying to make yourself out God. No, no. I wasn't trying to do it. God was trying to get us to see that we're in him and he's in us and that he's flowing through us. We're not anything in ourselves. We are what we are because of what God is and what Jesus was. And he said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Jesus himself said, I can of my own self do nothing. But what I see my Father do, that's what I do. Well, that's what we ought to be. What we see the Father do, that's what we ought to do. And I think that's what Paul had in mind when he said, wake to righteousness and sin not. When you wake up to the fact that you're the righteousness of God, you lose a desire to sin. I mean, if God's in me and I'm in God and God's there all the time and we're all poured in this thing together, I don't want to drag God out into something that's not right. So here he's given something to Nicodemus. Now, uh, bring it on over here. In verse 7, he said, uh, Marvel not, I say unto you, must be born again. The wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, and canst not tell whence it cometh nor whither it goeth. So is every one that is born of the Spirit. You can't tell where it come from nor where it went. It's in the Spirit. God's Spirit's in you, your Spirit's in God, they're all mixed together. You can't tell where they started or where they quit. They become one. They become one. Now, you see, the Spirit that came from God, man's Spirit came from God. God breathed into Adam's nostrils the breath of life, and he became a living Spirit being, you see. That's where it came from in the first place. Nicodemus answered and said, How can these things be? Jesus answered and said, And art thou master of Israel, and knowest not these things? Verily I say unto you, We speak that we do know, and testify that we have seen, and ye receive not our witness. He said, I'm testifying the things I've seen. See, he came from heaven. See, you've got to understand, Jesus was there in the beginning. He came from heaven, and he sees us there. And he said, I'm testifying of these things that I've seen. If I have told you earthly things you believe not, how shall you believe if I tell you heavenly things? Now he's going to tell them the heavenly thing. And let's see how you believe about this. I mean, this will catch you now. No man hath ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man which is in heaven. What are you going to do with that? I mean, he's standing there talking to him. He said, the Son of Man which is in heaven. He said, I'm in heaven now. And that's why he said over there when he's praying, he said, I'm not in this world. I'm no more in this world. Of course, that was a confession of Jesus. And also, but here Jesus is saying, which is in heaven. He said, I'm in heaven. You know why he's in heaven? Because God was there. And he's in God and God's in him. And he said, if you want to talk about heavenly things, he said, I'm here on earth right now, but I'm in heaven. He said, I'm just as much in heaven as I am right here. 
because I'm in God. And then just give you a little preview. We're just as much in heaven. God sees us just as much in heaven as he saw Jesus in heaven. Then he goes on to say, as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. Whosoever believeth on him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten Son. Whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath believed not in the name of the only begotten Son of God. See, he didn't say he's condemned because of his sin, because Jesus came to remove that sin factor. Jesus was the cure to the sin problem. He became sin. We still got a sinner problem, but we don't have a sin problem today. Jesus was the cure to it. Thank God he took it on himself. So sin is not what sends you to hell. It's rejection of Jesus Christ. No man has ascended to heaven, he said. Now, you see, somebody said, well, what about the people that died, you know, that were righteous? Did they go to heaven? No, no. They went to abode of the righteous dead. See, it was down in the earth at that time, in the center of the earth. And it was across from the abode of the wicked dead, two separate compartments. But when Jesus arose from the dead, he went down there into that place and he opened the gates and let those people out and some of those people walked the streets of Jerusalem after Jesus rose from the dead now brother you talk about the Sadducees that didn't believe in the resurrection that's the reason they were Sadducee it was hard for them to propagate their gospel after some of those old testament saints were seen walking the streets of Jerusalem been dead for 150 years but they did they actually walked the streets and people saw them Now, I don't know what that does to you, but it excites me. As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up. A type. Jesus, the snake on the pole was a type of Jesus taking sin upon himself, becoming sin for us. The brass is symbolic of divine judgment. Divine judgment rendered the old serpent Satan harmless. There's a twofold application there. That serpent is a type of Satan, it is also a type of Jesus. And he rendered that serpent harmless by divine judgment. Jesus was, no doubt, the serpent on the pole because of what he says here. It was a type. God said to Moses, you know, the people were bitten by snakes. And he said, make this brazen serpent and put him on a pole, and it'll come to pass that whosoever looketh upon that and beholds that, they'll live and not die. In other words... Death won't pass on them. That's a type of what divine judgment, see, did to Satan. Divine judgment rendered Satan harmless and ineffective against you. Satan can't send you to hell. Satan can't make you dull. You know, like Flip Wilson used to say, the devil made me do it. No, the devil didn't make you do it. He doesn't have the power to make you do it. Every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his lust. When lust is conceived, it brings forth sin. It becomes an act of the will eventually because of the thought pattern. But the thing I want you to see here is that the serpent on the pole also reveals to us that that serpent has been rendered harmless and ineffective. Thank you so much for joining us for the broadcast today, and I trust you've been blessed by the Word of God. We have a special book offer this week. It's called The Substance of Things. It's book offer number 7518. It's a 73-page paperback for $7 plus $3 postage and handling, a total of $10.
Now, we know that the Bible says faith is a substance of things hoped for. This book talks about faith, but it goes about it in a little different way. You know, the more ways you can say something, the better people understand it. We deal with the invisible things of God. Paul said the invisible things of God from the creation of the world are clearly seen being understood by things that are made. So if we can understand the things that God made, then we can understand how the invisible things of God work. And Jesus gives us in his word the parable of the sower, how that the earth produces and brings forth fruit. The sower soweth the word. And this is exactly how the invisible things of God work in the kingdom of God. We speak things on the authority of the word of God. It's planted in our heart and it produces. If you can understand how to raise a garden, you can understand how to have production in the kingdom of God, because the kingdom of God is within you, and you speak the word of God in your heart, and it will produce results. Now, this book will help you understand faith in many different illustrations that I share in this book. We talk about a copy machine, how it produces, and it'll help you understand how God's Word will produce in your life. That's book offer number 7518. It's called The Substance of Things. It's a 73-page paperback for $7 plus $3 postage and handling, a total of $10. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400, 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this is Charles Capps reminding you the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Capps. P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Caps Ministries and our listeners in this area.